The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sellers, and we welcome you. Typically, what we talk about is issues that relate to those that are living with multiple sclerosis. Now, of course, many of you may know that MS is a very unpredictable disease. It typically uh, affects those anywhere between 20 and 50. And, um, you know, of course, we know of some that have been diagnosed as young as two years old. And we know some that have been diagnosed well over 70. So it doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a face. And it's no doubt unpredictable. But what happens? What happens when MS affects a family? And so many times it affects not just the person that's been diagnosed, but it affects the spouse, it affects the children, it affects their friends, close relatives, it affects everyone that loves that person. So, of course, we want to touch today, because first of all, let me make sure I remind you that we like to talk about different subjects, different issues, that will generate conversation so that it will allow you as a family member or as someone who's living with a mess an opportunity to discuss some of the issues that are no doubt so important. So, today we're talking about MS, of course, and how it affects children of parents that are living with multiple sclerosis. So, who do I turn to most? Hmm, what am I on? This is my number two born. Her name is Sierra Sellers, and if anyone knows how the mess can affect the family, she no doubt knows as well. Hello, Cece. Hello, Mom. All right, this is my daughter. Her name is Sierra. We call her Cece affectionately. Just graduated from college with a degree in exercise science. And um, she can talk a little bit about MS because she's seen me go from one level of driving to trying to, you know, kind of make it through the house to actually relying on uh, different assistance, whether it be a walker cane or a, a wheelchair. So, so just just talk to me a little bit. And we've never, I'll tell you, we've never really had a conversation like this. I think both of us kind of assume things. But we've never really said it to one another, open and direct. How has MS affected you? Um, what do you remember 
as a youngster and your mom? Um, I would say, I would say I remember you uh, using your scooters and like a little bit of the cane. I feel like that's, I remember, but I never, I don't think I've fully remembered you like being able to like fully walk by yourself without like the aid of something before. I think that is like the earliest memory I have. What did you think? Watching your mom be a little different, using some type of assistance to walk, while some of your other peers and friends, their parents did not need that. What do you remember? I would say that when you're using like your scooter and your cane, I feel like my first thoughts, like I kind of just always like thought that that was like the normal thing to do. I was so young I don't know how old I was maybe like four five maybe mm-hmm. but um, I would say like my first like real like remembrance was maybe in the third grade when we had like moms and muffins and stuff and I noticed that like all the other moms like who weren't like my mom which isn't a bad thing it's just I noticed it was a difference and um, I don't know I don't really know it didn't really make me like feel a different type of way. It just kind of made me feel like bad for you in a way. Cause like we always had to go somewhere with somebody else. It's never just be me and you. And that's the part where I feel like it was kind of different for me growing up from other people. Did that make you sad? Um, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it would make anybody sad. Yeah, it makes me sad, but I kind of just tried to like, make it as normal as possible. I remember once coming to one of your Valentine's Day parties. And I was so excited, of course. I needed a little bit of help from an assistant. And we got there to the Valentine's Day party. We got all set up. Helped with some of the items. And we looked at, hey, Cece. And you would not look at me. You wouldn't say hello. You wouldn't wave. You wouldn't do a thing. Do you remember? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. <laughs> what grade is that? Oh, maybe second or third. Somewhere in there. I do not remember. But in my defense, I hate, I'm not a person who likes people asking me questions about things I don't want to answer. Like what? Like, for example, like somebody in my position just ask so many questions and I don't like answering people nor their questions so I, I don't know my thoughts of a second grader or a third grader but that's what I would assume my second nature second nature defense was well, well, talk, I don't know talk to me about some of the questions do you remember exactly what they were um more like like is your mom okay or like what happened to your mom or just like questions like that, I feel like. And then follow up questions from there. Like, how long has she been like that? Or just questions like that. Once I remember waking up one day and I said, Oh, I don't feel good. See? Then you said, uh, Hello, what's wrong with you, Mom? You only have a mess. What's the big deal? Do you remember saying that? 
Um, I don't remember saying that exact sentence, but I could see myself saying it because I always tell you that you're normal to me, so I could see myself saying it. Wow. Do you have other friends who maybe have a mom or a parent that has been uh, hit with some type of adversity? Um, I would say... Not when I was younger. I know that when I was in the third grade, one of my friend's moms did tell me that her mom had had it or had it, had MS or something, but not like to the extreme extremity of yours. But she told me that was probably the only person I think that had mentioned it, but I also didn't like willingly bring it up to people either. But now as I've gotten older, there's a lot more people I know with MS. I still haven't met anybody with your case, but. That's interesting because there are lots of people that are doing a whole lot better. But then, of course, there are a lot of people that may have more issues. Actually. As well, but that's just. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just want to actually, my last girl last year, the girl who did my eyelashes, she has MS and she got it two years ago or last year or something, like very recently. So in my last session, she would always talk about you and I would always like, not compare you to her, but just compare your symptoms and the things that you have told me. Out of curiosity, do you know how long I've had a mess? No, that's really bad to say, but no. I would say 1996, is that right? Close. You were close. 92. 92? In 92, I was first diagnosed with MS. I had no idea what it was. I was able to get to a doctor in Detroit. They diagnosed me right away with MS, but it didn't really bother me until I um, got off of the Stairmaster, which was the big deal at the time, or the treadmill. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I had your sister now we have a, I have another daughter who was 25. And once I had her and got the epidural, that's when the symptoms became a lot more apparent for me. What is MS to you? What do you know MS to be? Um, I would just describe it as like an autoimmune disease that attacks your muscles. Is that right? Back to close your central nervous system. And it makes it very difficult for some people to make normal movements, whether it's something that affects your muscles, whether it affects your vision, your bladder, so many different things that it um, can affect But it just depends. It just depends on where the lesions, which is what affects your myelin sheath, where the lesions lie. That's what determines your disability. So it's, you know, a very tricky situation. But um, talk to me about being unpredictable. Was it something that was unpredictable in the house? Something that you felt like, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen. Because of mom's MS. 
talk to me about unpredictability. That's a tough question. I feel like I don't know if I feel like everything's unpredictable in our house, really. But I would just say like a a really big thing for our house is like it was harder to put. It's harder to put yourself in somebody else's position that you've never been in. And I think that is for like global topics, a lot of different topics in the world that people don't put themselves in. But especially for MS, and especially for you, I always try to put myself in your shoes or your position. And I feel like that's something that's just unpredictable for our house because people do have to put themselves in your position when they do help you and not it's not as easy as it seems when you tore your meniscus we brought you home in a wheelchair then you had to kind of go take a shower like you normally did and you looked at me and you said something do you recall saying or what you said no, I don't. <laughs> you looked and you said, Mom, is this what it feels like? Is this what it feels like? Who's going to wash me up? How am I going to wash up? I'm like, you know what? It's a tough day and it's a tough issue. Then sometimes there are people that need assistance, you know, and then there's others that don't. And sometimes, you know, one day could be better than another. You know, it just depends. What is your most vivid memory of me having multiple sclerosis? My most distinct memory? Yeah. Um, I, I, what I did say was that I, it is hard for me to remember when I was younger, but I would say maybe, I would say, actually I do know to this, it's when I don't know where we were going. Maybe we were at the pool or something. And I remember you were driving at this point in your life. And you drove into the side of the building. And I was so young that I didn't really... From, I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew that we were inside of the building. I didn't know how we got oh, there. Gosh, I think that <laughs> when I started to question things. Of course, we can laugh about it now. But I remember clearly I couldn't stop. Couldn't get that foot there to break fast enough. And we didn't actually go through the building, but we did bump into the building, which made it very, very um, challenging. And I believe that was at a point where I decided that, you know, driving was probably not in my best interest. I look and I read about so many other kids, and some of them are angry. They want to know why. Why they have to deal with them. As in, why does it have to affect their family? Have you ever felt that way? Um, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be human if I didn't. But yeah, I have. Then why? Why were you angry? Sorry about that. But I would say, I, I don't know. I just feel like... I, I kind of just always, like, when you're younger, you know, like, kind of, like, it just thinks that, like, my mom isn't capable to, capable to do other things that other moms are. But, like, as I've gotten older, it's just not, 
it's not that way anymore. I don't. It's just my normal. I feel like everybody grows up and like they don't think about things like that can happen to their mom. So it's like that's their normal, and it's like this is my normal. Like I just have grown into that mindset. But it was. I I'm a big believer that I think things happen for a reason, but. That I mean, it's always like in the thought of your head, like sad that this has to happen to my mom, not anybody else's, and and sure happens to multiple other moms. But that's what I was thinking when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, it's not that way. Just my normal. Well, what do you wish that we could do together that you feel like maybe we haven't been able to do? A run. Oh my God. That's so funny. I would love. That is the thing I miss the most. But now I feel like I don't know if I could run. But in high school, I used to always say that I wanted to run with you. You do know that you wouldn't have been able to outrun me. You, you do realize I'm that. I'm sure right? you would have. You, you know that, right? I'm you sure know, you would have. You wouldn't have been able to lift more weights than me either. You know that, right? I doubt that. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to squat better than me either. I'm just saying. I highly doubt that. Oh, I'm telling you. And you do know that a game of 21 would have been very challenging, right? That one's just like awesome. People are just like that. It's just not in your best interest. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. It would be a game, let me tell you. So what would you tell another young person who has a parent that is living with MS? Um, I think, I don't know if I would tell them anything like, as if like, everything's going to be okay or something like that. I might, but I feel like at the end of the day, people don't really want to hear what, things like that so whenever I hear about somebody telling when somebody tells me that their mom has MS or somebody they know has MS I kind of just try to tell them informative things that you've told me that have helped you or things that you wish that you would have done when you were still able to walk Mm -hmm. kind of like how you say that you wish there was no such exercising or stuff like that I feel like I would just be more spread more awareness than Anything. Do you think that you'll get more active in the the battle against the man? Or what would you like to do? How would you like to change things if you were able to do so? Good question. I feel like I'm not really sure at this moment in time, but I feel like a good way to start would be to maybe like get more involved in the Kinsella Foundation and um, attend more of the seminars so I can like fully be fully informed about the whole subject before I get to fully go and help others. You know, um, you are very vocal to me about what I need to do. So could you just share with everyone, what is it that you think I need to do 
it might be very helpful for others as well. But you always fuss at me, Mom, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Can you give us maybe five of your top fives? Things that you would recommend to someone that's living with a mess that might be beneficial. I feel like a lot of people don't know that food is medicine, really. And a lot of problems result when your diet is not a hundred. I'm not saying it has to be a hundred percent, but when it's not up to par. And a lot of things like your body really tells you what it needs. And a lot of times people don't listen. For example, when people get cravings, that can be some like something that they're lacking in their diet. So I think I really like to like treat, really change your diet and see where you go, see where you feel from there because a lot of times it makes people feel better and when you feel better that means your body's getting better and your body's being um, nourished and replenished of the things that it was being depleted of so I would say really inform get informed about what is good for you and what's bad for you your thought on exercise I believe exercise is important as well I think that your diet is a little bit more important than exercise but I think they're both important but I think for somebody with MS obviously um, they can be limited in the things that are um, considered quote unquote safe for them so but I would say that like staying active is really important staying active doesn't have to be going for a five mile run or it doesn't have to be um, I don't know lifting a million pounds it could be a lot of people don't know that going for a walk is something that is considered exercise actually like I, I do it at the gym because I hate running now but that's something or even like if you're capable of um, doing I don't know playing with your kids or playing with your dog that can be considered exercise there are a lot of things that can be considered exercise but I feel like when you deplete your body of exercise it depletes all of the other um, functioning organs in your body as well I would, I would just recommend if people are able to exercise with MS do it. Your prayer if you were granted a wish from God what would you pray for? What would be that one prayer? Um, I could pray a lot but I would say that I pray that I guess Two different things. I don't know if I'm allowed two prayers, but I'm going to have two prayers. So, my first prayer is always to pray for you and your health, so that you can be restored of your health and do things that you want to do. And two, I pray that um, around the world that they find a cure for MS or something that really relieves people of their symptoms and pain that they go through not just MS but all other diseases major diseases as well it's not fun to watch people suffer but that, those would be my two prayers 
I like to remind people, you know, that there are more than 80 different autoimmune diseases. So with so many out there, you start to wonder, like, which one? Which autoimmune disease will you be diagnosed with? It's so tough, and there's so many things that affect the way we live, the way we eat, the way we the way we heal all of the above. So we have to, of course, try to stay on top of it. And we try to spread the word with young folks, with those that are older. But I believe together we can all work this whole thing out. But we've got to believe in one another. And we've got to be willing to share information. So we thank you, my dear, for joining us and being as honest and as candid as possible. We'd love to remind you, of course, don't forget to make sure you go to our website, KimSellersFoundation.org. Of course, there's lots of information there. And of course, know that the podcast, we would love for you to like, share, and follow. And of course, even leave a comment if you can. Or, or if there's something, some subject that you would like us to research and um, try to share with others, we would love to hear from you as well. Again, KimSellersFoundation.org. We'd love to hear you. So again, thank you so much for joining us, Sierra. Thank you so much for having me. Again, I love it, love it, love it. This has been another edition of the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sellers. Until next time. Thank you.